I want to talk to you a little bit about water baptism. I don't want you just to be baptized and not understand what's going on and what's taking place. And so it's very important that we understand fully the significance of what is taking place. I want you to have a good understanding of water baptism before you're baptized. This can be a very special time for you, so I want to encourage you to go into this very seriously. Do not take it lightly or half-heartedly. Let it be a very significant time for you. Now, the first thing I want to emphasize is that water baptism does not save you. Water baptism is very important, but it's not what saves you. The fact is, if you're not saved, you shouldn't be baptized. You see, you're not baptized in order to be saved, but because you are saved. People who aren't saved are not eligible for water baptism. Notice these scriptures, Acts chapter 8, verses 36 and 37. Now as they went down the road, they came to water And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Here they are. They have the men, Philip and the Ethiopian. They have the water. What else do they need? What could stop this baptism the Ethiopian is asking? Philip's response, only one thing, you must be a believer. Notice verse 37, Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Verse 38, So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Number two, Peter said to the Multitude on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2 and 38, repent and be baptized. Notice the sequence. Repentance comes first, then water baptism. So water baptism is an outward expression of an inward possession. At water baptism, we tell the world we're saved. We publicly confess what we inwardly possess. At the baptismal service, I will call upon you to give a short testimony. It can be as simple as, I love Jesus. And I will ask you the question, do you publicly confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If you say yes, then you will be baptized. Let's look at the definition of the word baptism. The word baptism comes from the Greek root word bapto. This literally means to dip under, to plunge, to cover fully. Now, some churches practice sprinkling for baptism, but I find no scripture for this. All scripture concerning water baptism speaks of immersion 
And of course, the very word baptism itself means to immerse or to cover fully, to submerge, to plunge. Notice these scriptures, John 3 and 23. And, and John also was baptizing in Anon near to Salem. Notice, because there was much water there. You see, you don't need much water to sprinkle. You could even sprinkle out of a canteen. But to immerse, you need much Water, So it's just very logical here, very plain and very easy to see. Acts chapter 8 and verse 38 says, And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. It would be senseless for both men to go down into the water if sprinkling were to be done. All you'd have to do is just scoop up some water in your hand, That would suffice. But to immerse, to submerge, to put someone totally under the water, that would require both men going down into the water as the Scripture said. And then look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 says, We are buried with Him through baptism. You know, when you bury someone, you don't sprinkle a little dirt on them, but you totally cover them up, plainly teaching and showing us baptism by immersion. And then in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. So these scriptures and others speak of baptism by immersion, by by fully taking someone down into the water, covering them in the water, and bringing them up out of the water. Let's talk about three reasons why every believer should be baptized in water. Number one, Jesus commanded water baptism. Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why should we be baptized? Because Jesus commanded it. And I believe that if it's a commandment from the Lord, then it is something we should take very, very seriously and we ought to be uh, obedient and not be in disobedience to a direct command of the Lord. Another reason, number two, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit endorsed water baptism. Jesus endorsed water baptism by personally submitting to it himself, Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. If Jesus felt the need of water baptism, shouldn't we? And the Holy Spirit endorsed water baptism by descending, by descending upon Jesus when he came up out of the water at his baptism. Matthew 3 and 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, 
And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And God the Father endorsed water baptism when he spoke from heaven. Words of approval for what Jesus was doing. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Do you think God the Father would say he was pleased with Jesus if he did not agree with what he was presently doing? And the third reason why every believer should be baptized in water, the early church practiced water baptism. And the early church is our pattern. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 says, On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached, Repent and be baptized. And verse 41 says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Acts chapter 8 and verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, they were baptized both men and women. Other accounts of water baptism in the early church are Acts 16 verses 14 and 15 and Acts chapter 10 verses 44 through 48 and Acts chapter 16 verse 25 through 33. These are but three of the many reasons why every believer should be baptized in water. Now let me take a couple of moments here and just try and answer some, some commonly asked questions about water baptism. The first question is, what is the correct method for water baptism? We've already covered this one and it's immersion. Not sprinkling, but immersion, being fully brought down under the water and brought back up out of the water. Another question, who should be baptized? The answer, every believer, every believer. Remember, you are not baptized in order to be saved. You're baptized because you are saved. It's the blood that, of Jesus that saves you. It's your confession that, that you, have, you have confessed that you are a sinner, that you have asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin. You've asked him to cleanse you in his blood. That's what saves us. Water baptism is an outward sign of an inward work. It's not what saves us, but it lets everybody know that we are saved. Another question some ask is, how old should you be before you're baptized in water? My answer is, old enough to get saved. If you're old enough to get saved, if you're old enough to understand the plan of salvation, if you're old enough to understand that you are, that you are lost, that you are a sinner, and that you need a Savior, if you're old enough to ask Christ to forgive you of your sins and come into your life, if you're old enough to get saved, you're old enough to be baptized. Remember, the only qualification for water baptism is salvation. Salvation. 
If you're old enough to know that you're a sinner, that you are lost without Christ, old enough to repent of your sins, then you're old enough for water baptism. Another question that is often asked is, should infants, babies, should they be baptized? My answer is no. There is no precedent, no precedent for infant baptism found in Scripture. Again, remember that that water baptism is for those that are saved. And babies, they're, they're in their innocence, and if they were to die, they would go to heaven. But, but they are in their innocence, and they're not old enough to comprehend the plan of salvation. And so they should not be baptized in water. And if we were to baptize infants, surely someone in the New Testament would have baptized one as an example for us. And if infant baptism should be practiced, then surely Jesus would have been baptized as an infant. He was not. Another question, number five, when should a person be baptized? As I look at Scripture, it seems that there is no probationary period after salvation and before water baptism. As soon as a person is convinced of his conversion, he is immediately a candidate for water baptism. Examples, the Ethiopian eunuch. Acts chapter 8, verse 36 through 38. Immediately upon seeing water, he said, what hinders me from being baptized? And he was baptized immediately after conversion. The Philippian jailer in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 27, and through Acts 16, verses 27 through 33, immediately upon his conversion, he was baptized in water. So as soon as, as you are sure of your salvation, you should seek to be baptized in water. Question number six, what is the formula for baptism? Acts, um, excuse me, Matthew 28 and 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So when we are baptized, we should be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's a commandment of the Lord. Another question, question number seven. What is the significance or meaning of water baptism? Water baptism is symbolic or a picture of the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Through water baptism, we show what has taken place in our life through Jesus Christ. When we go down into the water, we symbolize the death of our sinful past. When Jesus died, he died as the substitute or sacrifice for our sins. When we go down into the water, we're showing the world that our old sinful man 
is dead. To be covered by the water symbolizes the burial of the sinful corpse. Remember, burial takes place only after death. When we come up out of the water, we symbolize our resurrection to the new life in Christ Jesus. So here's what happens at baptism. By submitting ourselves to the minister who baptizes us, and as he takes us down into the water, we are saying, I'm dying to self. The old sinful person I was is dead. When we're under the water, we're making the statement, the old sinful man is buried. But when we come up out of the water, it's not the old sinful man. He stays buried. It's a new creature in Christ. We rise to walk a new life, not a life dedicated to self, but dedicated to God. Read Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. So there are four requirements for water baptism. Number one, you should be saved or born again before you are baptized. Two, you should be totally immersed or covered with water when you are baptized. Three, you should be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Four, you should be at an age of understanding. If you don't thoroughly understand what is taking place, wait until you are a little older and can understand the significance of water baptism. Let me suggest when you come to be baptized that you bring a couple of large towels, a change of clothes, a plastic bag for your wet clothes, and most of all, bring an open heart. Let this be a time of real spiritual blessing. This is so very, very important. It is a commandment of the Lord, and we need to be in obedience to Him. And my prayer to you is that, or for you, is that it will be a very significant time in your life, and it will be a blessing to you. And I look forward to the day when I'm given the privilege of baptizing you in water. God bless you.